Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? You're listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I am your host, Jared Berenstein, and of course, you are all huge fans already, so you know that we originally air as a radio show on Radio for Brooklyn, so you can listen to episodes the day they come out every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio for Brooklyn. You're about to hear the episode where I interview Plato, played by comedian Eric Yearwood, and John Wilkes Booth, played by comedian John Trowbridge. It was a great episode, really, really funny, uh, but of course, I also want to demand that you run out of your house right now and go buy my book The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is me making fun of Kellyanne Conway and our president, ugh, Trump for 150 pages. It is super funny and available now in stores, online. Go out, get it. In addition to buying and loving my book, uh, I want you, I want to see what my reach is here, so I want everybody out there to listen to this to go do a thing. Either rate the book or leave a review for my book or rate and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or shoot me an email at famousdeadpeople at radioforbrooklyn.com. Any of that will be greatly appreciated. You obviously don't have to do it right now, but just do it eventually when you are finished listening and enjoying this episode of John Wilkes Booth and Play-Doh, only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. Oh, you know. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. Famous stories stuck in the head. Famous My guests today on Famous Dead People are the ancient Greek philosopher widely considered to be the most pivotal figure in Western philosophy, Plato. Hey, Jared. What's up, man? Hello. And the man responsible for the death of President Abraham Lincoln, American actor and assassin, Mr. John Wilkes Booth. Greetings and salutations. Mr. Booth, Mr. Plato, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Thanks for having me, man. This is really great. Yeah, of course. It's uh, a pleasure. Well, I'd like to start with uh, with you, Mr. Booth. Now, yes. obviously, you're the you're most well known for assassinating the 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. But obviously, you were a pretty well known actor at the time. And I'm wondering, is there an equivalent actor today that we could use for perspective, like so that the audience can understand what it was like for a fairly well known actor to assassinate the president? Like, would it be like if? Edward Norton shot George Bush or something like is that an equivalent to how famous you were back then? Yes, but I'd say it was like Edward Norton before dating Courtney Love. So, you mm. know, he was kind of the nerdy version. And then I think he went through a little bit of a like, I'm too big for my britches type thing. OK, I didn't realize that you had well, so so many opinions about Edward Norton. That's a that's a discovery here. Also, I've studied all the greats uh-huh. from, you know, the very first caveman who crawled out of a cave to act in a a shadow puppet play to, you know, gosh, freaking Haley Joe Osmond. <laughs> and you're still you're still acting? Yeah. Yes, I am acting. That's all great. the time. I, I would think it'd be difficult for you to get roles considering your history. Like it's like I think this is interesting that you 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 have this reverence for theater and for acting. Like you're you're still studying acting, yes. but you are an assassin. Like that's how we all know you. <laughs> You know, I think of myself more as a freedom fighter, and that was just kind of a, a quick little burst of anger, and then I was right back into the mix. Okay. You know, I mean, um, in the sense that, like, I, I'm on Actors Access now. Mm-hmm. I'm going out for commercials. Take Three um, Talent is my agency. I'm hustling. Have okay. you have you booked any have you booked any commercial work? Yeah. Yet? Or uh, I, well, not to be. I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. You know. I was in the background in like a serial commercial. Oh, That's great. great. Have, have you heard of that serial Just Friends? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's gluten free, yeah. I believe. Is it? It's yeah. like puffins. It's good for it's good for fiber, like it's good for old people, I think. It helps them go. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I believe so. I mean, I eat corn pone for breakfast, so I'm not <laughs> up on all the cereals. But it was a hefty paycheck. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. You gotta start somewhere. That's you know? right. Do you, I mean, does this ever come up on auditions where people are like, aren't you the guy who murdered President Abraham Lincoln because you're really about slavery? And that has that been a hindrance to you so far? It's well, you know, here nowadays, everybody kind of has the same look and the same kind of haircut. And, and I feel like my dress showing up dressed like Colonel Sanders, even though I've got a bloody bandaged leg, mm-hmm. you know, from my fall. It is interesting. It's almost yeah. like you're embracing the image of. 
John Wilkes Booth, you know, like you don't want us to forget that you shot the president and then we're shot in this hideout, you know. Well, look, everybody's got a type, you know, and I'm leaning into that. They're like, yeah, okay, I, I'm loving it. The You look so Southern and you're wearing these coattails and whatnot and the mm-hmm. bloody bandaged leg. You know, it just kind of the, the fact that I killed the president just kind of like leaves the mind after a while. Mm-hmm. All right, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have more questions about your current acting career, but I'd like to yeah. talk to Plato for just a moment. Yeah. So, What's Your up, work uh, as a philosopher and a student of Socrates is legendary. Thank you so much for saying that. Oh, I mean, you know, that's not uh, that, that's not. Um, Thank you so much. It's not subjective at all. You know, like it. Like right. You're one of those rare historical names that has managed to survive throughout the ages. Um, that's nice. I don't get that a lot. Isn't that insane? Really? Isn't that wild? Plato, Plato doesn't get that. No, no. Really? People don't. People don't. I don't. People I feel like don't this recognize might be, me. I feel like this might be like false modesty, right, John Wilkes? Like, yeah. no, it's not yeah. false modesty at all. I mean, like, I, you know, people. Um, I never, I never really get. Like, I walk down the street, I'll get coffee, I'll mm-hmm. go to movies. I went to go see uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, that's a good ago. one. That's really, and, really good. Like. You know, and nobody recognizes me. Nobody says anything. It's fine. I'll yeah. deal with it. You know, <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, I did sort of like invent a lot of, um, you know, codes that governments run on. But yeah, you know, and I mean, it's you fine. know, modern philosophical thoughts. You know, yeah. the basis of a lot of the scientific method. You know, stuff like that. Sure, that's cool. Yeah, but like you know, but like I was actually walking. I was, I was like I was saying, I was going to see uh, Spider Man Homecoming, and um, uh, in New York City, mm-hmm. um, where we are, and uh, Ethan Hawke was like right behind me. Whoa. Ethan Hawke is getting, he's like, can I take a picture? Can you sign my hat? You're saying, can you do this? Wait, Ethan Hawke was saying this to you? Or no, was... I was walking in front of Ethan Hawke yeah, into he... the movie theater and everyone's, you know, flipping their shit over Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I can't even really name a movie <laughs> off the top of my head that Ethan Hawke's been in recently. Can you guys? Gattaca. Gattaca. Gattaca was, <laughs> Gattaca was really a while ago. Gattaca, yeah. Gattaca was great. I know, but like, you know, who's... Who's seen Gattaca recently? You know what I mean? You know, yeah. He also did a great uh, time travel movie. I forget the exact name. Oh, of yeah, it. where everyone's the same person. Yeah, I'll give away the spoiler. Oh, Plato. come on! Come on you could see that. You, you are literally going to be famous for giving away. <laughs> That's how people are going to know you now. Was it drafty in the theater with your robes? Mm-hmm. I, again, I I can't yeah. believe the two of you are just owning your images this way. Like I've had other people in the yeah. studio who just. They kind of contemporize their look a little bit, but you guys are really sticking to it. Yeah. Um, no, it's not really that drafty, actually. And I, because uh, I have hot, I have a naturally hot body temperature mm, from baking like in the Greek sun all day. Yeah. Um, and sort of, you know, I sort of laying in, laying in rags and stuff like that. And that sort of <laughs> stuff is, and also I'm also very uh, body positive. And, mm, uh, good for you. And so I, you know, most of the time when I do walk around in rags, that's the other thing. I was walking into this theater and Ethan Hawke, is like getting all this attention and people are looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot. Like you're a crazy person. Yeah, it's like dressing like an old Greek person. And it, well, one, it's like I'm not, I'm not nuts. And two, it's like, hey, maybe I'm proud of my body. Yeah. Maybe this is like you should be proud of your body. Don't you know I mean? shame me because you feel like you have to hide your body. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. John Wilkes Booth, don't shame me because I just decide to accentuate the 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 gunshot wound from when I was trying to escape from assassinating the president, right? Well, to be fair, I come from a time when people were covered up almost entirely. Yeah, well, Disgusting. it was a little bit more of a pre- puritanical I know, time. That's, but, you know. Well, Plato, we're not, you know, <laughs> flop, flop, letting it all hang out. You <laughs> maybe know, there's some discretion. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe that was why you were wound so tightly. Maybe yeah. that was why you decided that this drastic measure needed to be taken. But we'll get to that in just a moment. Yeah. Um, I want to ask about one of the ways that we know about Plato today, you know. And yeah. it does seem like, you know, maybe you wish you were a little bit more well-known. Like, maybe you wish people came up to you on the street and asked for your autograph. Does that seem like a fair thing to say? Well, it's only because I've done so much for modern society. You know, and I don't yeah. think and I don't think I'm talking out of school when I say that. And I don't think that, you know, I have a big head by saying that. I think it's um, totally fair. I think it's and I think it is fair. But, you know. You know, also being a straight white guy, you can't really like tell people what to do nowadays, and you can't like <laughs> tell me about I'm, it. And it's just like it's just it's just really tough because anytime I try to uh, you know stand up for myself or try to explain things to people, they don't like that. You know, yeah. I have sort of a wide stance when I sit. People don't like that. Yeah, so yeah, man spreading. Also, yeah. it's almost weird, like the way that philosophy works and the way that your role as a teacher works like we would call that mansplaining now like uh-huh, you wouldn't be yeah. able to get away with that now in you know 2017 in you know uh you know 3000 bc when i was schooling people in ancient greece mm-hmm. like 
I could I could like walk up to uh sort of a bird feeder filled with sand and like stick my hand in the sand and talk about how life is just like sand falling in the wind, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that. I could talk about that for literally five days in a row and yeah. people would just hang out and eat grapes and listen to me and it was great. Wow. But now, you know, I'm walking into Spider-Man Homecoming with Ethan Hawke <laughs> and I turn around and I go, um, hey, maybe, and then on maybe, people are like, shut up, old man. <laughs> Enough's enough. This incident with Ethan Hawke just really seems yeah. like it's stuck in your craw a little bit. Yeah, well. You know, I, I it's think... It's only because I don't... I. Besides Gattaca, I can't name a goddamn movie that he's been in. He did a Hamlet that was actually pretty good. What I yeah. think is cool about your ancient teachings is that it Thank happened you. just the same way in Bill and Ted's I was about to Adventure. say that. Yeah. So it's, it's neat. immortalized killer movie. Yeah. Well, that was Socrates oh. in that movie, and I guess, you know, like you were uh-huh. through the Socrates, so that was probably a mm-hmm. thing that you did, almost like a cover band. You know, like you would, right. you would cover some of his greatest hits for your students. Yeah, sometimes I would do that. Yeah. And nowadays, and I mean, I let that slide, John, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, for, but I do get confused a lot with Socrates and Aristotle. Um, mm. Oh shoot! I, I do, I, 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 I do a lot, and it's you know, there's a clear difference. First off, the other two are cucks, and and I am not a cuck. <laughs> and, this is uh, um, it's it's worrying me how almost um, alt righty it seems like you're getting, but you know, we we don't have to delve into that right now. I got know. no problem with that. <laughs> of course, you don't, John Wilkes Booth. Uh, but let's let's move back over to you, John Wilkes Booth. So you sure. you begin your uh, your theatrical career when you're 17 years old, yeah. and you're a pretty quick success. People called you the handsomest man in America. Oh goodness gravy! Which is that that must be an incredible compliment. You the know. ladies were just throwing themselves at me, literally and figuratively. Literally, they were throwing themselves at you. They would throw themselves off the balcony, and I would catch them, give them a little dip, okay. and then just. Gently return them oh to their seat. God. It oh my God! Oh boy! Yeah, is, I know. I'm getting the vape. I'm getting a little warm. Thinking just about thinking. it. That's really nice. Wow! I gotta adjust my robe here. <laughs> well, look. Guys. Let, me just, let me just get some air in my uh, rags here. <laughs> Being the handsomest man in the world is—it's a burden. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, it didn't help me. My, you know, my brother was always the the best actor, quote unquote. You know, but mm. um, it did seem like there was a little bit of sibling rivalry between the two of you in your life. Mm. Um, but I wanted to ask you, so in addition to being handsome, people mm. said that you had an incredible amount of talent mm. and that your performances were very energetic and acrobatic and intensely physical. Is that a fair descriptor, do you think? Well, let me just show you a little something. Let me do a little This is going to be back, great radio. Round off. This is going to be incredible. Whoa. Round off back handspring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. Ah, oh. Hey! Oh, my wow. God. He nailed it. You really, really did. Oh, my God. So I, I work a little. That's such good acting. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't. See, I got That's probably the best ways. acting I've seen since Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, I call, me, call me crazy, but that was from King Lear, right? It, that was from yeah. King Lear. That he does insane. a round-off back handspring. Zero and then... dialogue, and yet we could all tell that that was from King Lear. See, and that's why I... I that's why I became a racist. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Well, let him speak. Let him talk. <laughs> let him talk. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not just... trying to impede on his First Amendment rights here. Talk. But I kind of just felt like, hey, I'm the best, and so I should like be supreme, number one uh, mm, yeah. of all the races. And I even wanted to create my own little micro race. The John Wilkes Boothinators. Interesting. Mm. So you want to take racism to another level where it's not just whites against everybody. It's you against everybody. I hope to clone myself and then make that the master. I wonder if that's even racist if you just want to clone yourself. It's almost just like straight, like uncut narcissism. Wouldn't you say so, Plato? Like this seems almost like... um, like what we would call the platonic ideal, right? Like yeah. how everything has its perfect form. Everything does have its perfect form. Um, you know, uh, but when you like, so pie in the sky, are we talking about like a, a planet, planet of, which by, by the way, War for the Planet of the Apes is another great movie that I saw it's recently pretty good. too. Yeah, but it's pretty good. For, you're talking pie in the sky, uh, it's a planet of John Wilkes Booth's. Planet Wilkes Booth. Planet, planet Wilkes, Wilkes Booth's. Booth. Right. Of 100% Wilkes Booths. Uh, 100%. So, mm-hmm. Planet of Wilkes Booths, you do something awesome like what you just showed us, which was, I mean, mm-hmm. Academy Award winning uh, yeah. acting job. It's incredible. Um, it was almost a soliloquy. I now, how are you going to, I mean, you're a straight man? Well, you know, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, you know. Nah. Everybody's got a little bit of it doesn't really something something. It doesn't really. You would say it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. It's I a think. spectrum. I yeah. think yeah. 
it almost seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you do seem to have a very high value of yourself, obviously, if you think that you're the greatest human being alive. Sure. Mm. It almost seems like you are allowing for anybody to be attracted to anything and also you a little bit. It's Is, is that a fair thing? That's it's just the vibe that I'm getting They right should now. be attracted to me, but yeah. yes, you know, if they Men, have... Women, to, dogs, and... Sure, anything. Yeah. Like yeah. Dogs, like yeah. Say, <laughs> it's a spectrum. And, you know, I'm excited about the future of genetic engineering because mm. CRISPR... Yeah. Which I think is like a genetic therapy, or right? CRISPR, yeah, yeah. CRISPR, C R I S P, or something. Yeah, right. it, it's gonna allow us to it, just get in there and tinker with our code until we're more Wilkes Boothian. Interesting. Mm. So you think that what we, what all this genetic maneuvering is leaning towards, is to make human beings more like John Wilkes Booth? I think that that's probably the case. I mean, it's an interesting theory. Yeah. I'm not. I don't have any evidence to uh, to deny it at all. Um, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and uh, my guests today are American actor and presidential assassin John Wilkes Booth. Uh, and ancient Greek philosopher Plato. Hey, Jared, what's going on? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> of course. You know, we were just talking about um, how John Wilkes Booth is trying to sort of like set up a planet of all John Wilkes Booths. Yeah. And, um, well, uh, I'll say one thing, John. I mean, uh, I do believe, you know, in the singularity. I do believe that sure. one day we will be able to upload our consciousness to a hard drive. <clears throat> and But uh, what, what I'm mostly concerned about is once we upload our consciousness to a big mass hard drive, that's connected to the internet, you know, we'll have access to sort of like Wikipedia articles and stuff like that. And right. I want in those Wikipedia articles to say that me, Plato, um, was the best philosopher and that, and that I should be, you know, um, celebrated a lot more so than Aristotle and Socrates. Like, do you think that maybe we'll have any sort of chance to um, amend, like, like, do you think like before we all... Uh, put our brains into the internet that maybe you can fiddle faddle with your Wikipedia page. Hmm. So, oh yeah, do you want to change things on your Wikipedia before it all becomes before part of our Before it becomes digitized into our eyes? Well, look, once the planet booth is established, I want every blemish yeah. on my record expunged. But at this point, it's kind of a selling point in the acting game, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that I'm involved in. You know, it's it, there's no such thing as bad press. I mean, look at the who's the president right now. I know. Yeah, and, I, th- I think it's a which, think it's you know, fair I mean, analogy. I really don't. Just it's, it's such an it's such a unique perspective. Like it's not that everybody who does what he does is going to be popular. It's just yeah. what he did and the fact that Russia helped him and the news media was obsessed with Hillary's emails. Like it's a whole it's a, it's a tapestry. You That's know? right. That's yeah. right. Um, but like, I don't want to get too off uh, off base here. I got a lot of political opinions here, guys. Sure. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you this. Uh, going back to Plato. So one of the yeah. ways in which your name is kind of like survived throughout the ages. Yeah. And I want to ask you about this because it does seem kind of like a stretch from the other contributions that you made Thank is you. the idea of a platonic friendship. Like uh-huh. somebody will say that they are platonic friends with somebody when they mean it's a non-sexual relationship. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, can you draw a line from like the things that you did in your life and the things that you thought about and the and the philosophy that you espoused to your name meaning a non-sexual friendship? Right, well, um, so this actually comes from, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually one of the biggest, like I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I'm the most friend-zoned person in history. Really? Yeah, in ancient Greece... Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm great. I have all these ideas. I'm like packing these arenas and I'm doing a great job and everyone likes me and I'm really smart. And then after shows, you know, Booth, I'm sure after like, you know, plays and stuff, sure. you try to like, uh, you know, meet some women, yeah, you know, well, women are throwing some, themselves. Meets, yeah. At him. Myself. I didn't and have so this problem. But I, I can sympathize. Yeah. But like, I, 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 so I go on this thing, I get standing ovations. People are like, oh my God, now I know morality and why things make sense mm-hmm. and then so i'll be like hey uh um lady copernicus uh so maybe uh you know you want to have some mulled wine and she goes ha 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 you're so funny plato and then she goes and she hangs out with spartans that you is, know what i mean and that so that's tough. like and that's happened my entire life and so that's why like you know nowadays when you think of uh plato it's um you know, really close, but not getting it in. Interesting. You know, unfortunately. I mean, it's, you know, I'm oh, sorry, what were you saying? I yeah. was just going to say, have you tried mutton chops? Have I tried mutton chops? Because I feel like your face. Well, as you can see, actually, my, like my my hair is now sort of like in a George Costanza, like white stuff yeah, like sure. around my he head. He has not aged and I well. Yeah. And I, I just can't, for whatever reason, I've never been able to grow um, I can grow like a goatee, which you can see right. in my soul patch. It doesn't look bad, um, but which it doesn't look bad. No. no, no, but like I have a goatee and a soul patch, but I just can't fucking connect the hair. 
Interesting. You know, do you think the, that it's to, all to John, John Wilkes Booth as somebody who, you know, attracted a large number of women, as you're saying, from mm. your performances mm -hmm. and from the fact that you're so handsome. Do you think that Plato's problem is maybe a physical problem or do you think it might have to do something with attitude or the yeah. things that he was saying when he was in the arena? Like, what, what are your what are your professional thoughts on this? Look, Plato, you clearly have some swag. Thank you. So I would <laughs> lean into that and just when you walk into that auditorium, yeah. you know, I would just sort of just strut strut your way to the center of the stage and then use those powers of persuasion mm -hmm. to just kind of put a hex on everybody and just file them into some sort of a cave and then just have some sort of freaky deaky Dionysian know. orgy yeah, yeah. interesting does yeah, it yeah, yeah, seem yeah. like something in the realm of possibility for you Plato it seems like something in the realm of possibility in you know 3000 BC when you know people would listen to me nowadays mm. like I go down to um you know, Death and Company over the weekend. Death and Co. Yeah, I love and, that place. And you know, get some cocktails. And the second I try to, uh, you know, logically convince people to have sex with me, they throw me out of the goddamn building. You know what? I mm -hmm. think that's. I think. I think we figured out what your problem here is. You know, so you got an artist here like John Wilkes Booth uh -huh. who's accessing women's emotions. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can like logic a girl into bed. Like my girlfriend and I were looking at this. This dude like published this big thing yeah. he like started his own website like all the lists of reasons why a girl should be into him yeah. and like we were reading it and being like oh my god like this is so not gonna work because it really isn't about like the analytical part of it it's about the emotion it's about the know? emotion it's yeah about, yeah i mean that's what i'm learning i actually spent around six thousand dollars going to las vegas and taking those like nagging classes yeah and that's just uh... that's a complete waste of time <laughs> trust me <laughs> That's a complete waste of time. I like you go down there, you talk to this guy in a vest and a fedora, mm -hmm. and he tells you how to like pick up women, but like, you know, it just doesn't work. And then they go, what they do is afterwards, they like take you to this like, um, you know, bar or whatever, and they have you like try out on women that are there, but it's all hookers, man. Interesting. It's all people that they planted. Then you go back and I go to Death and Company and they throw me out of the place. <laughs> to catch 22. It sucks. That I spent really so much up. gold on it. <laughs> Yeah, gold. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's. I think it was a good idea to keep the fedora, though. Like, I think it no, really yeah. does work <laughs> with all the robes and everything that you have right now. <laughs> Thank you. It's the only piece of clothing I wear besides uh, the sheet. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. go back to uh, John Wilkes Booth here for a moment. Sure. So, um, uh, one of the things that I found fascinating about your biography is how interested you were in politics, and this is something that you and uh, Plato actually had in common here. Um, so, like, you know, you were famously pro-slavery, but as an actor. You lived and worked mainly in the northern free states. Mm. You didn't have any slaves of your own. Why were you so passionate about that issue exactly? You know, back then, I was just a loose cannon. Okay. I, I mean, mm. I, you know, when you're an actor and you're method, mm. you spend so much time just like just staring at your face in the mirror and just being like, oh, I'm mad. And so I would read the newspaper in character and I would just be like, oh, that Lincoln, gosh darn it. And then I decided, I just was like, well, it just, I'm pissed all the time. I just might as well kill the president. Interesting. Mm, so yeah. you think That's that great. maybe it was you using almost the Stanislavskian right. uh, accessing of your emotion that kind of triggered you in that direction? Yeah, I think that just all that time doing, you know, Stanislav, I should have done more Meisner, I think. <laughs> maybe, and, maybe. Yeah. And maybe. Well, I'll... this is interesting. I think that we're getting to the heart of like the difference between the two of you where, you know, even your political opinions mm. were part of your emotions. Like, I don't think that if we sat here and analyzed your actual political beliefs, you would think that slavery was a good idea. Mm. Whereas, who knows? You know, Plato, his entire uh, philosophy of government came from analytics, and there was no emotion there. Is that a fair thing to say? Would you say? Yeah, there's no emotion there. Um, and, um, you know, newspapers also really, like, messed me up, too. Sometimes in ancient mm. Greece, I would, like— you know, people would write about me sometimes, and so I'd take newspapers and I'd go into sort of crowded cafes, and I'd be like, and I would try to, I would try to like pretend to be somebody else, and I'd be like, "Wow, this uh, Plato guy sounds great." <laughs> That's smart. Um, so you're an actor too. Yeah. So I, way. so I have dipped my pen and I have taken some UCB classes, and and, <laughs> um, and it's great, and it's a great way to meet people. I think it's wonderful that you're still continuing to learn, like even if yeah. it's taking a pickup class in Las right. Vegas, even if it's taking an improv class here in New York, like at least yeah. you're doing things. You yeah. Know? Well, I love structures, and I love, um, you know, I love systems of government, hmm. and you know, that's no different than say Scientology or UCB or the <laughs> New York City comedy community. <laughs> yeah, and, that's fair. You know, uh, you know, huh? 
That's fair. That's completely fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've auditioned for Maud like three times. Yeah. Have you not? Have you not been able to get your foot in the door? No. John Wilkes Booth. No. And you well, know, it's who, it's who you know. You I know. know. And everything's about improv nowadays. And back in the Civil War days, it was mm-hmm. all about commitment to the Shakespearean text. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, times have changed. And like you know, yeah. obviously doing a lot of physicality as well. Right. Bouncing all around like a little spider monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, is yeah. it true? I want to ask you both about. Um, some some stories from your uh, from your youth that may or may not be like you know apocryphal or hyperbolic or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Plato, yeah. it, not a lot is known about your early life, but one of the myths about your childhood is that bees would settle on your lips while you were asleep, and that was supposed to be an illusion of of how sweetly you would discuss philosophy. Is there any truth to the story of bees? Just like just like hanging out on your lips while you were asleep as a child. Um, those weren't those weren't actually bees. Those were um, uh, little. Uh, um, there was like uh, those were pills on my. Those on my, were pills. Those were pills. Those were ancient <laughs> uh, Greek pills. Well, why were um, they just on your face then? Um, well, because um, to be honest, uh, at the time I thought it looked cool, and uh, mm. and I thought I thought it would attract people. To me, and I because I'd go to like um, like ancient uh, Greek club parties. Ancient Greek club parties. Yeah, like it's not obviously hmm. it's not the same as now where it's all Diplo, but back then yeah. it was um, yeah. Which John you like? I know <laughs> Diplo's and, great. Um, back then it was mostly lutes and uh, you know different types of drums, mm. and so I it was lutes, and now it's lutes, and now it's lutes. Yeah, it's and so. And so I would take uh, fermented uh, cherries, mm-hmm. uh, which back then, if you took a couple of those blast off time, my friend. Yeah, yeah you were a different re- person. Like, tr- like speaking Spanish you all night. You were not in control. Yeah. And so I would uh, I would go to these uh, ancient clubs and I'd just sort of kind of, you know, I'd make conversation, ha, ha, ha. You know, I'm Plato. Isn't that wild? And then I'd mm-hmm. go probably, and then I'd like pretend, uh, I'd be like, hey, so does anyone want to like, I don't know, maybe eat some pills off my mouth? <laughs> And so then that's that's what that story comes from. And so okay. and and no nobody would. Nobody would cuz you know, it's all you know, if you think people are too tightly wound now, you know, back then it was like you couldn't you couldn't do anything, Interesting. you know. You, well, had to, I mean, you had to go to the public baths if you like, you know, if you wanted, wanted to, to get down. maybe And in know. my time it was séances. Everybody seances? get together yeah. in their nice church clothes and then they'd sit around a crystal ball and just freak out. Interesting. Mm. All right. Well, make up stuff in their heads. Yeah. Um so your sort of like, you know, uh, mythical item from your childhood was that a fortune teller told you that you would have a grand life but you were doomed to die young. Is there any truth to that story? Well, she was a fortune teller but she was just sort of a, a vagrant of uh, just hanging out in front of a general store. Okay. And, uh, you know, she was like one of these spooky old kind of witch ladies that mm-hmm. just had nothing better to do than to accost young children and scare the beans out of them. And so she, yeah, it did happen. She grabbed me, she pinned me down, she spat in my face, slapped me around a couple of times, and then she said, you're destined for greatness. Uh, and then and I got up and I was like feeling pretty good about myself. Even though I was, <laughs> Kind of freaked out. And as I started to walk away, she was like, hey, you're going to die young. And then, so pretty much exactly what you just said. <laughs> oh, so it's a true story. It's then. a true story. Wow. Did this change any way that you decided to live your life from that point on? Like, what, did it make you more cautious? Or were you like, well, you know, I'm going to die young. I might as well live fast. You know, leave leave a good looking corpse, as they say. Yeah, I was more in that Charlie Sheen kind of mode where I was just like, right. yeah, and like put the my down. language. That's great. <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah, you just want to party. You you got uh, what does he say? Tiger blood in his veins. Tiger blood. Tiger blood that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, the eye of the hurricane. Well, when the two of you were alive, like that might have been a thing. Like people would just actually inject yeah. tiger blood into themselves, right? Yeah. Sometimes I would try to uh, inject um, sort of uh, cheetah blood. You know, that's okay. what that's what you know ancient Greek speed was at the time. Cheetah blood. Yeah. And oh, so wow. and so but you know, you couldn't inject it because you didn't have syringes, but um mm. so you'd have to stuff it in leeches and then hope that it <laughs> and try to put it on your uh you know try to put your it on gooch, you know, it on your, your gooch, yeah, your gooch and your dick and then um <laughs> you know God forbid anybody want to buy my speed leeches, mm-hmm. you know. But. Yeah, it really seems like just people were kind of I don't know, like turned off by you. Like maybe you had Kind of embrace a personality or something. I think people just saw me as like you know for the same reason you're not gonna like 
have sex with your teacher or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, but like that teacher, you're not going to have sex with, you know, okay. sort of like a Walter White. Like you're not going to have sex with Walter White. Yeah. He's a know? little bit, uh, you know, yeah. he, he's not the, the sexy teacher uh, paradigm, but we've yeah. actually got to, got to take a short break, uh, but we'll be right back on famous dead people with Plato and John Wilkes Booth. Stay with us. Famous Thanks, dead people, famous dead people, famous dead Everybody, just want to take a quick break from the show to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends all about us. That stuff helps us out a whole bunch. Yeah, recommend the show to your friends. I don't see why you wouldn't do that since you like it so much. Uh, feel free to hit us up anytime you like at Famous Dead People at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. You can send us feedback, or if you have a famous dead person that you want to have on the show, I would love to accommodate you, a fan of the show, and put your favorite famous dead person on here. Also, go out and buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It's super funny. You go buy it at a bookstore. Go buy it online. It is available to order right now. And lastly, if you really like the show and you want to send us some money, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash people and click on the Sponsor This Show button. All those donations help to keep awesome content like Famous Dead People on the air. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Famous Dead People, Famous Dead Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are the man who assassinated Abraham Lincoln, John Wilkes Booth. Hello. And one of the founders of Western philosophy, Plato. Hey, Jared. Thanks for having me on, man. <laughs> of course. You're so polite. I love how <laughs> Every single time. No, I appreciate it. There's like you know, there's a lot of people that want to be on the show, and and Mm -hmm. a lot of people, I guess, don't like me. So it's nice that you had me on. Well, yeah, it almost seems like every time I ask you something, you bring up some way that you were like slighted or rejected at some point in your life, and even now, even today, you Mm -hmm. know, um, I gotta ask you, like, as a philosopher, don't you have an appreciation for? the the infiniteness of the universe like i would assume that that would make you more humble as opposed to more mm. you know like where like where's my due that kind of thing well i, I have an appreciation for the infinite infiniteness of the universe i have an appreciation for subjectivity and objectivity and and free will um but it just shoots me in the dick every day of my <laughs> life and and after you know you know, after you create, you know, th- modern thought, mm-hmm. you'd think somebody eventually would throw me a bone and want to go see Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> with me or maybe oh. would want to, I don't know, take my V-card or <laughs> like maybe refer me for a job. And yeah. and it just so like I am humbled by, you know, that we are merely speck of dust in you know the infinite timeline of time. But, you know, I'd love to. You know, maybe Me, go on a date en- once. Enjoy you know? your life while yeah. you're here, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I have an appreciation for the infiniteness of my John Wilkes penis. <laughs> so wow, wow. And is, uh, yeah, I don't know where. You, and I'm not the only one well who holds that opinion. Oh yeah, it, it <laughs> yeah. was a it was a pretty popular penis back in the it day. It was the most popular penis mm-hmm. in Maryland in, for like <laughs> four right. or five that's years. Very specific. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, John Wilkes Booth. So, sure. you know, we talked a little bit about your older brother. There was a little bit of friction there. Right. Um, you know, uh, people said that sometimes he would outshine you on the stage. Um, do you think that this rivalry with your brother had anything to do with your decision to assassinate the president? Like, I know that you guys disagreed politically. Like, maybe you were so angered by him that you then directed that passion towards the president. You're like, I'm gonna take it out on him instead of my brother. Uh, maybe. I mean, look, I, I am the best. I was the best. I'm the best actor. Yeah. And I wanted to be the best, you know, political actor in a sense. You know, right. I All wanted right. to be like a like a Colbert or like a John Stewart, like somebody who's an entertainer, but also poli- a pol- political actor. Yeah. And so I was like, my brother was getting all the accolades for the acting. I'm like, guess what, buddy? I'm a double threat political guy and actor. And improviser. Well, I've, I told you they won't put me on a, a Herald team. So, mm-hmm. well, you said you auditioned for Ma, which is a sketch. Well, I both. <laughs> Truth be told, oh, you did both. Truth be told, both. You did oh, both. That man. is a shame. Yeah, that but is really... play, I mean, you know, you could do stuff at the pit or the magnet. Or... No, mm-hmm. fuck that, man. <laughs> 
I mean, the magnet. There's some really good stuff with the magnet. I know personally, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. some really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all, and it's all the same. It's just, also, it's just like reps. You know, it's that's all it is. And also, if you just want, if you want to make art, just make your art. Like, it doesn't yeah. really matter if you're doing it at the UCB or the pit or the magnet. Just like put your stuff out there, and your fans yeah, will man. find you. Like, it matters. <laughs> I was the best actor. I killed the freaking president. <laughs> I want to be at the best improv theater if I'm going to do it at all. Right, yeah. And if I'm going to get any work, you know, commercials or whatever, they all want to see CB on your resume. They really yeah, do. they really do. At least get on Lloyd, Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, maybe you get to, like, do some bit parts on The Tonight Show or something like that. Yeah. Like, that all that all that stuff comes from the UCB, basically. Uh, yeah, this a, is real inside baseball for the people that aren't, right. you know, Apologies. part of the New York comedy scene, you know. Sometimes but, when I, because so, now, I'll, you know, I'm starting to, like, get my dip, dip my little toe into uh, mm-hmm. the acting world. Always and learning. So, and Always so, learning. You know, I mean, I took like a like 101, 201, but like, be honest, hand to God, guys, I just fudged the resume. I said, I said, house team. I said, like, Harold Lloyd. So you're saying Harold that. Yeah, so I just said it. Oh, my God. But then, so I go, but then I go in for the stuff and they go, do you have uh, improv experience? And I go take a look at the resume. <laughs> and then uh, they go, OK, great, John. So uh, or sorry, Plato. Plato. Mm-hmm. I, I also go by John. My, that's my that's my uh actor name well actually because, there is there is some controversy about like what your actual name was like if plato uh-huh. was an honorific or not and so and maybe that was your birth name um well no it wasn't no no, no it wasn't and i'm not going to tell you what my birth name was but oh, the wow. uh, um uh, yeah because that's a well you know it's the one thing that that the world hasn't taken away from me yet so <laughs> um but i do uh yeah but i do my uh, when i do act i go by uh, john actor John Actor. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Almost like you're trying to access your own platonic ideal of what an actor would be. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really nuts. So yeah. you, you would say like you know, here's I would my say, resume. Hey, check it out. Yeah. Um, but then they, you know, they'd, uh, you know, I'm sure you go in for auditions sometimes, and the the script is very loose or it's unscripted or something like that, and I just fall right on my little coconut every time, like trying to like. Yes, and the uh, mm. the people in the room, you know. Do you mean you literally fall down, or like you just flub it a little bit? I flub. I mean, that's a that's a. I'm I'm having fun. Yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely understandable. Yeah. Um, that is a shame. I mean, I, I, I really do wish the two of you uh, great success in the New York improv scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a real cutthroat world out there. But also, like, there's other ways that you can be successful. Like, you know, if you yeah, want to get, true. I would, I you know, I would say Plato, maybe go back to philosophy. Maybe go back to you know, what what made you great at the time. There's a lot of room for philosophy these days. You know, there's a lot of room for, mm-hmm. you know, the higher arguments about, like, what is tolerance, what is intolerance, you yeah. know? Like, these are all still things we're debating today. Yeah, I feel like the modern... I'm trying to dip my other little pinky toe back into we modern, all have, we have modern, modern philosophy because guess what, guys? You got to keep all your fingers in so many pies these days mm. if you want to survive. But I find that my modern philosophy now is... My energy and philosophy now is spent um, owning trolls online and sort of owning roasting roasting people right. online. You know, yeah, do you yeah. ever roast cool. people online? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you guys do your roasting? John Wilkes Booth. We'll start with you. <laughs> well, I get on Reddit. There's okay. a John Wilkes <laughs> subreddit. Oh yeah? yeah, that's great. And people get on there and they'll just say, "Oh, this guy sucks," and I'll be like, "Oh yeah." I Wait, get- you said it's a John Wilkes subreddit because there's another man in history named John Wilkes. Are you sure they're not talking about him? Oh, this sh- was a British uh, politician who was like famously really ugly but really good with women. Well, shut my mouth. Yeah. Maybe Whoa. I've been in the wrong. <laughs> You've been in the wrong subreddit this whole time. Let me check. Let me John Wilkes Booth. I have to check. Yeah, just bring up your laptop there and you can check it out real quick. Well, dag nabbit, I've been in. <laughs> people have been saying all sorts of things about me that were true with this other man. Oh my god, oh my that god. is it's a real shame. Well, now you know, just go over to your subreddit, the John Wilkes Booth subreddit, instead. Oh, okay. Oh, look. <laughs> oh, the, wow, people, look at all the kind things that they're saying I should be president. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, there's a positive stuff. There's on the a internet. growing movement that is uh, encouraging that me is... to kind of take. The next step politically. That is really troubling. Can I see your laptop really quick? <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you want to look for? No, a I just, yeah, I just want to see if there's a Plato Reddit. <laughs> All right, just, just listen. Oh, I'm guessing by the animals. I'm guessing by your note that your that that noise that um. Everyone's calling me a what? A conservative <laughs> in name only. Mm-hmm. What? Whoa, yeah, that's right. That is a really specific what? insult. I mean, it's all just pictures of me. Going down on Obama. What, what the hell is this? That is bonkers. Take that back. Mm. Well, Reddit is also like Reddit's a big troll haven. Like they they'll just throw 
they'll just throw shade at anybody. It doesn't really yeah. matter, you know. But where do you do your trolling, Plato? Um, you know, I mostly do it in Twitter. Um, right. you know, and so I'll like, do who's, it. what's somebody that who's someone that you would attack on Twitter? Like somebody who says somebody who says um, that Aristotle was the best. People who say that Socrates was cool. Um, mm-hmm. I also really like to roast Neil deGrasse Tyson because <laughs> I think he's so annoying. He's a little pretentious. Oh I'll my give god! You that, he want, well, because he pretends he knows everything about the sun and stars, and he doesn't because I do. <laughs> Okay. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's an astrophysicist. Like there is something there, you know, like he does know about this topic. He knows what I told him. Okay. Wow. He knows he knows what I put in books. Throwing it down. A zillion years ago. I okay. like the fact that you're not being self-deprecating now. You're sort of coming into your own. Well, you know, but- it's just my my I think I think it's my anger is fueling my <laughs> My, uh, my my confidence. Maybe right you should kill the president. No, I don't think. Well, I, all right. You know what? We're going to we step away from that one, <laughs> you know, because that is a felony to actually I actually threaten the president. Don't I know it. <laughs> all right. So um, it almost seems like I, we don't have to spend too much time talking about this, but it almost no. seems like you seem self-deprecating just when you're stating the facts of your life. But yeah. when you're talking about yourself, like that's when the ego comes out, you know, like mm-hmm. like you don't have a low opinion of yourself. No, I it just think seems I'm, like life has kind of like fucked you in the ass a little bit. I do think I I get fucked in the ass almost every day by the world. I think I think I'm great, and I think that <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I'm so smart and cool. Look mm. at these. Look at what I'm wearing. Yeah, it's just those dope robes and look that, at this uh, hat. Look at fedora. my fedora. Look at yeah. my soul patch. Look at my ska tattoos. <laughs> I'm a cool, fun guy. Less than Jake. There's a lot Jake. of there's a lot of great, great band. A lot of great me? ska bands on that on that sleeve of yours. Look at my chain wallet. Well, let's go back to philosophy a little bit. So you know, uh, you pioneered the dialectic form of philosophy. Um, yeah. And uh, I think I have a basic understanding of what that is. But for the uninformed listener, would you just break down what the dialectic form of philosophy is? So the dialectic for form of philosophy mm-hmm. is. Um, when I'm talking, you don't talk. Interesting. Yeah. And okay. So that's like, so say like, I um, am giving like a speech at like a big theater or mm-hmm. something like that, and say I get heckled like I did last week. Like okay. Some, like I, somebody's like, "Hey, I, butt face." Yeah. And that sounds a lot like. That I sounds, was there. That sounds a lot like the heckle. Oh yeah. my god, that was you. Were you well, heckling Plato the other day? Oh, I knew he was going to be on the show, and I just wanted to see what was going on. Oh wow, where yeah. were you? Where were you going up, Plato? Where was I going up? Yeah, where were you doing your time? Uh, I was going up at Apollo. Oh, you were at the Apollo. I was at the Apollo. Yeah, that's very fitting. Yeah, yeah, and okay. uh, um, so the dialectic is, you know, it's my, it's, it's my time now. So, mm-hmm. like when I got heckled there, when I got heckled, you know, at the palace, when I got heckled. Mm-hmm. Um, at uh, I did a quick little. Uh, I spoke at the graduation over at St. John's University. Oh, good! I got, I you got the commencement. I got, I got roasted there. I don't Ouch. know. I don't know why. Um, Do you mind if I interrupt you real quick? Sure. It yeah. sounds like the opposite of what I read because the, I, I understood the dialectic was two people having a conversation, not one person saying mm-hmm. all the things another person listening or heckling. No, I find that when two people have a conversation, that turns out bad for me. <laughs> Okay. That's Most of the conversations that I have with people is like me going, "Hey, so you know, I think I'm really, uh, I have a lot to offer," and then them going, um, "I gotta go." Mm, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So, like, um, you know, uh, some of the dialogues I read that you um, that you penned, they read Thank a little you. bit more like conversations. Was that editorialized later, or um, um, those were actually. Uh, fun little sketches that i wrote oh so those um, weren't your philosophies at all no were those just... were fun little uh sketches that um i've since updated and i think are really <laughs> funny if you guys want to take a look because i'm trying to put up a spank soon oh yeah yeah do you want to you want to like read through one of these right now because we got to sure i you know, guess John yeah, why not? Not? let's he's take it he's a pretty good actor I, and, uh, I don't like to brag but mm-hmm. uh all right so i'll just i'll read um you read stage i'll read stage <laughs> All right, I'll read the stage directions. You read stage directions. I'll be uh, I'll be Plato. You be Plato, and uh, John will. And you can be pretty course. pretty woman. Pretty pretty, pretty woman. woman. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, Plato and uh, enters. Pretty woman is blown away by Plato's physique and face. <clears throat> wow, Plato, you look great. <laughs> and freeze. Does this happen to you? <laughs> It happens to me all the time. Mm, I'll go, well, you mind if I pa- put a pause sure, here real yeah. quick? No, I, that was that was a sort of a save by the bell freeze. This is nothing to do with the content. I just want to point out how 
incredible John Wilkes Booth's performance was there. Like that was really thank good. You, that thank was you. really good. You were yeah. still so good. Well, because I was accessing all these memories about like these times pr- I felt like a pretty woman in my own life. Oh yeah, well, I mean, wow. you know, handsomest man in America. Yeah, obviously. yeah, exactly. So I was like drilling down mm. and just thinking of like. Just standing in field, just f- naked, just soaking in the eyes of the universe it on is, my perfect form. It is so weird that uh. you were so angry. You just seem like such a gentle human soul. Right. And I also want to point out really quickly that, um, you know, nobody obviously listening to this could tell, but you did a perfect back somersaults. Yeah. Uh, double twist while you were doing that reading and it just really made the character seem alive. That's right, yeah. I, I just like was, I pushed off against this back wall and just mm-hmm. did a roll and then jumped up, did the splits and uh, and was managed to get it. I mean, I was winded at the end, but mm-hmm. you couldn't tell. No, nope, we didn't really read. couldn't tell. Yeah, thanks guys. It just really seemed like a pretty woman that was really into Play-Doh. I've been working on that. Yeah, yeah uh, well, it's really if, great. If you are just joining us, this is uh, Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are ancient Greek philosopher Plato. Thank you, thank you, Jared, for having me. Of course, and uh, American actor and assassin of Abraham Lincoln, John Wilkes Booth. Hello. Um, so let me ask you, um, Plato. So about okay. some of one of your more famous. Uh, works, which is the allegory of the cave. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, like I did with the uh, dialectics here. But would you mind just like working us through the allegory of the cave? Like, what's the what's the the two the two sentence? What's what's the what's the one sheet on the sure. allegory? Sure. So of the, the cave? allegory of the cave is a story about when I tried to throw myself uh, uh, my twenty first birthday party and nobody came. <laughs> and back then, everyone lived in caves, and or some sort of tent. Okay. But I, you know, I managed to find, I think, the coolest cave um, in Greece. Mm-hmm. And so I sent out flyers to everybody and I said, free cave party, uh, you know, out, right on the outskirts of town. Yeah. Um, free, uh, free pills and free meat. Um, and it was a big picture of me sort of in a wide stance, like sort of shrugging, like pretty good, right? Okay. Like a sort of like, you know, Kirby enthusiasm sort of like. Yeah, yeah with, not, not 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 too bad, not right? Too not too bad. bad. Were those flyers on rocks or what? Um, they were on uh, totems. They were on. They had parchment rocks. back then. Didn't they have parchment back then? Uh, you, we, I mean, you know better than I do. I do know better, and <laughs> uh, there it was mostly uh, thin strips of bark. Thin strips of bark. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, cool. And then and then I wrote free pills in cave party, and I would sort of hammer those to. You know, church doors, and uh, I'd scatter them in fountains and uh, public baths Mm -hmm. and uh, just sort of give them to really anybody that would take them. And then uh, on my 21st birthday, I sort of, I waited in the cave all day. And and the moral of the story is um, that everybody sucks and that you can't, um, that you'll never win. Interesting. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a little different than the allegory that I read on Wikipedia. It's so weird. That's that's uh, yeah. Well, go it, ahead. It's like playing telephone. You know. Yeah, I like, know. Yeah. Like you know, trying to trying to decipher things through history. Yeah. Um. But so I read that because of this allegory in the cave that you believed that only the person who exited the cave should be allowed to be a leader, should be an elected official. And so I'm wondering how that relates to the story about your 21st birthday party hmm. that nobody came to. I mean, that could just be a telephone thing. You know? um, like, I, I think it might have been a telephone thing. I yeah. think they, I think they may have uh, googled my, my my words up a little bit. I think mm. what I meant by uh, the one who leads the, leaves the cave, um, I didn't say leader. I said um, can go kill themselves. <laughs> I can see. That's what I said. I can see how those sound really similar. Like, uh, yeah, really and I don't confuse those. Made okay. perfect yeah. sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because <laughs> the invitation said from seven thirty to question mark. There was no there was no like declared end time. You know, mm. so if you left, it was because you weren't having a fun time. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that makes a lot of sense. And actually, you know, it's a little bit m- less. Um, thick and dense than the than the allegory that I read. Uh-huh. It's a little bit easier for me to like imagine the philosophy behind what you just said. So yeah, that just goes you. to your skills as a teacher. I thank would you, say. and I appreciate that. Oh, of course. Uh, now you. going back to John Wilkes Booth for a moment. So, uh, you know, at, as the war starts to end, as the Civil War starts to end, sure, it becomes increasingly clear that the South is going to lose. It seems as though your 
anti-Lincoln, pro-slavery passions are becoming more enraged. Right. And uh, and you begin to plot to uh, to kidnap the president. Mm. Um, and there was this failed kidnapping attempt in, in 1865. Would you tell us about that? Like, 1865, you and your co-conspirators are going to kidnap the president, but it goes wrong. What happened? So, basically, I had a group of dudes, and we called ourselves, like, the Dirty Half Dozen. The Dirty Half That's cool. Dozen. It was kind of cool. cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, we used to meet, and we used to drink whiskey, and we used to, like, talk about, like, gosh— like set up these kind of like you know, like we play we we'd, we'd kind of like think about oh you grab Seward and I'll grab Lincoln and then we'll all meet up and then we'll, we'll like kind of hold him hostage. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then when the day came, it was like all of a sudden everybody's like oh I gotta I got some place to be. Um, I gotta put some shoes on the horses. Mm. I gotta go churn the butter. <sighs> and I'm like screw you guys. I'm doing it. And so I went, I snuck into that theater and I popped the cap in Lincoln's face and um and then I jumped off the the I jumped off the balcony and then I said something in Greek. I can't even remember. I know the translation. Mm-hmm. What was the translation? Except for tyrant, I think. Right? Yeah, right. I Death think. to tyrants. Death to tyrants, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well there's oh, no, yeah, wait, which is what the- I screamed outside my cave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, there's some there's some uh, conjecture about that because some people say that you said six emperor tyrannus, which translates to thus always to tyrants. Um, but other people say that you shouted, "I have done it. The South is avenged." Mm. But so you're saying that it was something in Greek, but that the translation was death to tyrants. Well, let me. That- I, you know, it's unclear because have you ever been in a murderous blood rage? I, I personally mm-hmm. haven't. Plato, can you say? Um, no, I haven't. No, no. I don't think so. Yeah, this is just an experience that you've had. Well, your experience where you describe Plato, uh, the ecstasy party or whatever, yeah, yeah, it's very similar. Except oh, you want to, instead of you making like want to have sex with everyone, you want to murder everyone. Mm. Oh, so, wow. I mean, like, try, imagine trying to think about what you said during those parties or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So, it, the details get a little fuzzy. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all imperfect memory machines. Like, you know, we're not going to be able to have perfect recall, especially when we're in a high-emotion environment like that. Totally. Especially when every molecule in your body is just screaming murder. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's difficult to, like, kind of enunciate. It really feels like the story of your friends abandoning you is something that, Plato, you probably resonate with a lot, right? I, I mean, every single day of my life, Jared. <laughs> Um, I guess I can sort of, yeah, I can, I, I can relate when I was doing my lip pill thing at mm-hmm. the club. Oh yeah. I, uh, um, I did, I coughed once and all the pills went into my mouth and yeah. I, it was, it was absolutely, I went loopy. I started, uh, th- you know, thinking everybody was going to kill me. So yeah. it was sort of the reverse. I felt oh. like, I felt like, um, you know, now, uh, you know, everybody wants to kill me. And nobody wants to give me a kiss. Yeah. Uh, that is real that's, shame. Sh- that's weird. I was in the opposite situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were like, time to kill and like, time be- to kiss. Yeah, people were like, <laughs> like women were still throwing themselves at it's me absolutely w- right as I killed the president. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So, like, you jump off of the uh, off the balcony after you kill the president. Correct. You land on the stage, and you, um, according to the story, you break your leg. Well, do you know how that happened? It's well, I was going to ask. It, yeah. Because I slipped on some panties. Somebody was throwing oh. panties at you. They were just panties. What a dream. After you killed the president, it really? Was, well, bef- uh, the second they saw me in the box, that's when mm-hmm. the panties started to go up on the stage, and it just became like it was about probably two or three inches thick panties on the stage, and it was very oh. hard to move. Wow, that and is so. I did injure my leg when I jumped down on the stage. Interesting. This is yeah. absolutely insane, John. And yeah. you know, I mean, I gotta say that I'm sort of in awe of you and your life and what you've been able to achieve. That you're able to. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Because. I just feel like, you know, you must be so cool because, I mean, you killed the president and yet you can still rake it in. And yet I just can't. Well, it's, I think it's a bad boy thing. You know how girls it's always attract to the guys that they that are really bad for them? Yeah. Like Which, maybe, maybe him killing the president was like, oh, my God, he's so unattainable there's so many yeah. boundaries you know like maybe that was a positive thing for them well i actually you know i actually went through a bad boy phase i actually tried to do that so oh yeah I, so i picked up e-cigarettes and wait i'm sorry so was this is this now or was this back when you were originally alive this is and... this is actually recently oh, okay. i spent most of my time being a, a sort of a humdrum teacher but now now like within the past like couple of years i've tried to i've tried tried to go bad okay so like as you can tell this is a black sheet yeah 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 i mean it's not um, a traditional white the, sheet that we would associate with right Asian so yeah this is a black sheet like i said i do that's got a skull on the on the hem there right yeah so this is dope. a skull and so then this is um a dragon uh on top of the skull 
And then, oh, nice. uh, and if, and you can see that they're both uh, vaping, and they're <laughs> and that's sort of like the entourage, the show entourage logo underneath it. Oh, nice! Yeah. Listen, I I want to tell you where you can get some poon. Okay, okay. Uh, Civil War reenactments. Oh, hey. so that's a good place to pick up women. Good place to pick up women. Also, gathering of the juggalos. I feel you know, like your look right now with the yeah. fedora and this black cloak with the symbols, with the vape pen and stuff. Mm, yeah. I mean, man, you could really rake it in. Well, this, get this. Yeah, I actually went to the gathering last year. Oh, shoot. Ooh. And um, I got kicked out. <laughs> I got kicked out. Oh, I, go, I don't know what I go to tell up in you. There. You got kicked out I go of the insane clown posse festival. Yeah, yeah. I go to the I go to the gathering. They, they let anybody in for yeah. the insane clown posse festival. Yeah, exactly. Like they saw me at the doors and they said, "Get out of here, loser!" Oh wow, yeah. that is so sad. I don't. I really don't understand why you can't crack it in Plato. Like, especially, I don't get it. especially because the. ICP is known for their philosophical lyrical content. Yeah, that's why I like them. Right. <laughs> Whoop whoop! I say whoop whoop all the time. Well, listen. You know, so I did that, and I started. Get, I started to get into like evil clowning. Mm-hmm. Oh. Evil you know clowning was evil clowning. Yeah, no, you know, the, know there was an epidemic about a year ago where oh. like people just dressed up like clowns and like just stood outside driveways or like down like dark roads. And so I thought, okay, well, this has got to be the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> you know, these guys have to be like you know looking for company. All right. And um, but no, but like now there's like a bunch of viral videos online of like people chasing me down in evil in, cl- in clown makeup. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> oh God, it ain't right. I feel really bad for you, man. And I don't want to bring okay. up um you know more bad things from your past here, but um I read Go that. Ahead. Uh, so so let me ask you about the when you when you originally died because okay. there's some there's some. Uh, uh, controversy there. There's some different stories here, and I'd like to ask you what the true story is. So, yeah. some people say that you died in your sleep. Some people say that you died at a wedding feast. But the story that I found the most fascinating was that you died in your bed while a young girl played the flute. And I'm praying that that's the true one. Plato, um, can you confirm or deny what was going on, where, and when you died? Um, well, you know, it was um, it was me and the girl with the lute. Um, oh, nice. Well, it's a, but, it's a flute on uh, on Wikipedia, but if you're saying it's lute, I believe you. It was lute. It was a lute with a flute at the top of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that true? There was, a, there was a flute at the top of the lute? There was a flute on top of the lute. Oh, wow. Didn't even know that was um, an instrument. Yeah. And uh, she, uh, you know, I told her uh, she was taking requests. Okay. And so I asked her um, to play um, a song that I thought was cool, which actually sounds exactly like um, uh, Sugar, we're going down swinging by Fallout Boy. Oh, it's a pretty good song. Yeah, it's a, it's it was a different version then, but it sounds almost exactly the same. Um, All right, and she uh, and she goes, uh, no, that song's so stupid. And she actually beat me to death with the with the flute loop. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that and, is such uh, a shame. That is yeah, really really. Sad. I know, and it's like you know, take a note. You know, mm-hmm. it's insane. Oh wow, that is yeah, really man. sad. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's, you know. Well, let me ask you about the. Uh, we this is probably the uh, last question we'll have time for. But let me ask you about the end of your life. Also, sure. uh, John Wilkes Booth. So um, after the shooting, after shooting Lincoln, you have this harrowing escape uh, yeah. through the South. You're eventually caught at Garrett's farm, but you refuse to surrender. Yep. Um, was your intention to fight to the death? Was prison not an option for you back then? Pr- prison was not an option, you know, because, uh, <laughs> well, first of all, like, you can't cage the booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I Hell mean, yeah. after, an untainable yeah, fuck, animal. Fuck yeah, Hell bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. have <laughs> legions of women just breaking you out of that jail. There, yeah, get man. some of that dick. There is not a lot of women in men, male prisons back mm-hmm. in the Civil War times. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm not going to survive, you know, without uh, daily copulation. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. you guys can come in and get me. Uh, and then they did. <laughs> so, uh, it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. They beat me, mutilated me. Oh, wow. Yeah, they cut up my pretty little face and everything else. That's not on the Wikipedia. Well, you know, they kind of <laughs> really had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, history know. is written by the victors, That's they say. That's right, yeah. They were not gentle, let me put it that way. Mm. Well, but, you know, I think we've all learned something here about life and, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, where we can go from here. I'm just really glad that you guys are out there and learning and doing things still, you know? Yeah. That's right. Uh, unfortunately, that's the end of, uh, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I thank my guests, John Wilkes Booth and Plato, for joining us in the Thanks studio today. Me, thank you. <laughs> I have uh, one 
final question for you both. I know it's a little weird, but yeah. I like to end every show by asking my guests if they'd like to plug a comedy show or a funny Twitter account or anything. Uh, John Wilkes Booth, do you have anything you want to tell people about? Yeah, I'm going to be in Cats, the the <laughs> rebooted Cats. Oh, you get, I'm, That's I'm so great, glad you got man. a role. That's yeah, wonderful. I'm really excited. I'm playing Mr. Mephistopheles. All right. Yep. Okay, and that's, uh, that's everything you want to tell people about? Yeah, that's that. Wonderful. It. Go see Cats with John Wilkes Booth in it. That's right. All right, mm-hmm. and uh, Plato, you got anything you want to tell people about? Yeah, I'm going to do a double plug for Cats, and then I'm going to do, <laughs> um, because, I mean, from what he did, that backflip earlier, that's, I mean, Marlon Brando stuff. Yeah, yeah. seen nothing. You just got to see and, more amazing shit like that. Yeah, um, and then I'll also uh, plug... Um, uh, this New York City comedian, John Trowbridge, and uh, you can just uh, you can just Google him. Um, he's great, and he does he posts uh, uh, really uh, hot, sexy, tasteful nudes on his Instagram. Ooh, which, tasteful nudes. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, and it's not like funny nudes. It's like seriously, like he's trying his best to be as sexy as he possibly can. And um, yeah, he'd appreciate it. He told we're friends. He's you know he told me to come on the show and plug that. So I'll all right, that, yeah. yeah, you guys check that out and uh, you know yep. check out my website jaredbernstein.com. You can also go buy my book. It is out now. It's called the Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is me making fun of Kellyanne Conway for like 150 pages. It's super funny. You should go check that out. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org, and we'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you. Soon.